Fangraphs Audio. My name is Carson Sestouli, and joining me as he does every week, most weeks, is the curator of our excellent uh, Q&A series that appears in the electronic pages of Fangraphs. He also uh, gives us once a week, uh, he delivers us some audio, uh, generally a, a conversation with some manner of baseballing luminary, uh, whether it be player or coach, or in this case, a, a, a variation on the former of those, Prospect. Uh, his, name, his name is David Laurel, and he's joining me from uh, his home somewhere in the United States. Somewhere in Cambridge, Massachusetts, Carson, and um, I did indeed talk to a luminary for this week's podcast. A luminary? What manner of, <clears throat> of luminary, David Laurel? A prospect luminary, um, Colton Wong, one of the top prospects in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Um, for listeners who aren't familiar with Wong, he's a 21-year-old second baseman. He was the 22nd overall pick in the 2011 draft, and he is making a beeline to the big leagues. He broke in last year in the Midwest League, which was a pretty aggressive beginning for a professional career, and he hit well over 300. This year he spent the whole season in A. Uh, with the Springfield Cardinals, who are actually in the finals of the Texas League <clears throat> playoffs right now. And um, Colton is, this is a great follow-up, Carson, to this morning's Delino DeShields Q&A, because not only are they first-round draft picks who play second base, they're both short. Um, Colton, I believe, is about five foot nine. Yeah, it's listed at five foot nine, and I think that, as listeners will note, he actually refers to himself as five foot eight. Uh, well, see, there you go. Yeah. He and Delino DeShields may well only be five foot seven. I haven't met Delino in person, but I always give myself an extra inch in conversation with people who can't see me. So, right, yeah, nat- naturally. Now, <clears throat> Laurel, I'm curious uh, when you're doing uh, an interview with a prospect um, versus, you know, uh, you've done a number with uh, with major league players uh, and coaches. I'm wondering if there's a, a bit of a different focus for you in that regard, or if it's uh, roughly the same strategy that you generally employ? Well, it's mostly the same strategy. I think the difference is that with prospects, you're always talking about projection. When Mark Hewlett writes about prospects or when Mike Newman scouts prospects, it's all about projection. And you have to approach the interviews in somewhat the same way because you're talking to the player about who he is, but who he's going to be is is certainly more important than that. Um, when I spoke recently to Roy Oswald, um, Roy is a long, long way from uh, where Colton Wong is right now. Right, naturally, uh, because he's he's yeah he's been a major leaguer for some time. I guess at that point you sort of know uh, a, a player will know um, his skills, uh, his strengths, and his weaknesses. Whereas it sounds like um, like this audio with Colton Wong, when, when you ask him, you know. Um, and, you, and you pushed him on a little bit, and I thought that made sense. You said, what do you need to improve? Uh, his answer mostly was everything. And you get that from a lot of prospects. Um, pitchers a lot of times will will tell you they need to improve their command and their changeup. Those are pretty much stock answers. But with position players, it really is a matter of polish because you hear it said all the time that the biggest difference between a major leaguer and a minor leaguer a minor leaguer up to maybe the double A level is is consistency because the talent level is there. You go to a double A ballpark. I'm sure if I went to see 
uh, Springfield, I believe it's Frisco, that they're playing in the finals this week. You're going to see guys throwing 94, 95 miles an hour. You're going to see great athleticism, great swings. The difference is being able to replicate that and, you know, 80, 90, 100, you know, 150 times a season, 100 games, um, like the big leaguers do. I think that's really an underestimated thing about Major League Baseball is being able to do this, you know, day in, day out. Right. It's not the ability to do it. It's the it's the ability to do it with such frequency. Absolutely. Um, you, you know, I meant we're talking prospects today. There, I should let listeners know that there's a lot of prospect stuff coming to fan graphs in the coming weeks and months, mostly of the print variety, but I've been talking to a lot of young players. Um, a few examples, I'm not going to go down the list because there are about two dozen, but on the past few weeks I've spoke, spoken to uh, Albert Elmora and Courtney Hawkins, both 18-year-old outfielders, one with the Cubs, the other with the White Sox, and speaking to them about who they are as players now is really fascinating because they're in the they're in their first summer of professional baseball. Their ceilings are sky high. But where they're going to be in a few years, it's, it's really impossible to say, you know, either for people like myself or for them. So it's, I think it's some great stuff coming up. Um, I've spoken to more advanced players um, level-wise, like Danny Halton, you know, Jameson Tyon, Taiwan Walker. and But yet their perspectives are not that dissimilar in that, you know, this is who I am now, but if I'm going to be in the major leagues, be it next year or the year after, what do I need to do and who will I be when I get there? Right. And uh, with regard to the sort of the, that gap, I guess, between what the player is currently and, and what he could be, um, it's probably advantageous for the player uh, not to reflect, you know, for any great length of time on, on what he could be because I assume that, you know, that would uh, potentially distract from the present, which is, uh, you know, almost sort of like if you've ever had to rehab from an injury, um, you know that you want to get better, but that doesn't really, uh, um, I guess that doesn't help you in the present because you still have to do whatever sort of exercises you have to do. No, it's the one day at a time thing, but, um, you know, when Mike Newman does his great scouting work, which I think is a great, what I do is a compliment to he because, you know, we'll hear now from Colton Wong. When Mike writes up Colton Wong, he's looking with his own set of eyes. Well, what I am getting is inside of Colton's own head. And the similarities there are often going to be striking. But the way a scout sees a player is not always the way a player sees himself. All right. Well, let's get to uh, your conversation. Thank you. Thank you, David Lorla. <clears throat> Thank you, Carson Sertoli. Okay. This is our David Lorla in conversation with St. Louis Cardinals second base prospect, Colton Wong. My guest is Colton Wong, one of the top prospects in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Colton, you have a reputation of being a smart player. Um, how much of baseball intelligence is innate as opposed to learned? I mean, everything. You know, basically, you know, as soon as you, you find out, you know, everyone's a good baseball player on instincts, you know, you you got to have instincts to play this game. And, uh, you know, a lot of it comes from instincts, but mostly it's just learning. You know, once you learn, you know, how to play the game the right way, your instincts, you know, build on top of that, and that's what makes you a great player. Do you look at baseball um, as a chess game at all, or are you just mostly out there reacting? Both. You know, I mean, 
when you're you're a long defense, you know, the chess game, you know, you're trying to see, you know, what this guy's tendencies are, you know, if he pulls the bar, you know, if he likes to stay inside the ball a lot, you'll plan for that. And, um, you know, even when you're hitting, you know, you all, you all don't pay attention to the pitcher, you know, realize what his best pitch is, you know, a pitcher that he's got you out with the most. And, um, you know, on top of that, just reacting, you know, you can play, you know, a person to the club, but you know, that's the one thing about baseball, you know, you're never going to be right all the time, so. You, know, you got to have some kind of instincts to be able to adjust. Controlling the strike zone is obviously important, and pitchers uh, certainly work to try to set up hitters. Can hitters set up pitchers? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely you can. I mean, you know, there are certain times where, you know, a pitcher will throw a curveball and I'll swing and miss and, you know, kind of look foolish. But, uh, you know, in the back of your head, you'll know that he has that curveball that he might come back with. And as long as you have that in mind, you can learn how to react, and you know you know, the trajectory of how the curveball is coming so you can react and hit it the right way instead of, you know, swinging and missing like you did in the previous. How satisfied are you with your plate discipline and pitch recognition at this point of your career? Um, I mean, you know, not too satisfied right now. I mean, I've had, you know, a good amount of strikeouts this year that I think, you know, just came from me being over-aggressive and, uh, you know, trying to do too much, but, uh, you know, this going to be my first full season. I'm going to take it as a learning experience and, you know, go from there. Once again, I'm here with Colton Wong. Is it necessary to work counts in order to have a high batting average and high on-base percentage? Oh, it's necessary, but, I mean, every hitter has their own, you know, tendencies. You know, I'm more of an aggressive hitter. I kind of, if I get my pitch early in the count, I'm going to swing at it. But, uh, you know, there's certain pitchers where I know that if I wait them out, I'll get pitches. You know, there's certain... Guys who are stinger ball guys who like to make you change their pitch. If you just wait them out and you get the pitcher you're looking for, you can usually, you know, that's how you succeed against those guys. You're a left-handed hitter. Um, I took a look at your numbers, and your slugging percentage is actually quite a bit higher against left-handed pitchers than than right-handed pitchers. Is that something you can explain? Ah. Uh. Not really. I mean, you know, I just kind of bond to the system of learning how to stay in against lefties and uh, just trying to battle. I mean, you know, that was the one thing that I took this offseason to try and learn is just try and become better at hitting against lefties. And I feel like I have hit lefties a lot better this year, and, you know, I'm kind of happy about that. And going back to the fact, Colton, that you're a second baseman, what is your positional history? I assume you played other positions prior to second base? Yeah, I mean, uh... Growing up, all through high school, I caught, you know, the catcher, and then I uh, went to the University of Hawaii. My, my freshman year, I uh, played center field, and then uh, sophomore, junior year, I played second base. Uh, it's been a late transition for me. And how would you rate your, your defense at second base right now? Right now, I mean, I see myself, you know, pretty, doing pretty well. I mean, I've learned, you know, a lot past two seasons here to play with the Cardinals. I mean, I've had a whole deal Kendall just, you know, bear into me and get into me and just, you know, just show me how to be a second baseman. And, you know, just from, you know, playing here every day, you kind of pick up things on how to become a really second baseman. So I think I'm not, you know, great, but, you know, I'm doing the job right now. Jose Aquendo has a great reputation as a defensive teacher, certainly. Can you give an example of something that, that he has showed you or stressed to you? Uh, basically, the first when I got drafted, I went to St. Louis to you know sign my contract and take batting practice. And 
I went to ground balls with him, and as soon as I started taking ground balls with him, you know, he's like, oh, we need to change this, we need to change that, we need to change this, and, you know, instantly, as soon as I changed him, I felt a lot more comfortable. You know, I, I just from, you know, when you're playing college, a lot of college coaches teach you to go get the ball. Well, when you're in the pro ball, they teach you how to funnel and, you know, how to receive the ball just in case you get a bad hop or something, and, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, funneling the right way makes you a lot more comfortable at feeling, so, you know, that's one thing that I can take. Okay, a few more questions for Colton Wong. Shortstops are typically the captains of the infield, so to speak. Do you look at yourself as a, as having a leadership role? Um, you know, I, I just look at myself as someone playing the game. You know, the shortstops, you know, they're they're the ones who you know tell us what to do. They talk to the pitchers. You know, when they're in trouble, they sit up. But uh, you know, each person at this level, you know, you have an idea of what you're supposed to do, and uh. So I feel like the shortstops, yeah, they have that, you know, top spot, but everyone else is pretty much eating other than that because we all, you know, know what to do. How vital is your relationship with the shortstop as far as knowing exactly what's going on on the field? Oh, it's huge. I mean, you want to know, you know, your shortstop range. You want to know the tendencies of how he likes to turn those, but you want to know where he wants the ball. I mean, it's there's a lot of things that you need to turn before you can become, you know, really good up the middle with your shortstop and uh you know that's one thing that me had in my uh shortstop in college Greg Garcia on the team and then you know really great for us it's just we know each other because we play two years with each other yeah positioning is obviously important what are your thoughts on uh defensive shifts that Joe Madden and the Rays will quite often employ yeah I think it's big you know I mean every every batter comes up I shift you know, to where the tendencies are. You know, they have some kind of right-hander batter that likes to pull the ball, but instead of going opposite field, they go up the middle. So I'm just playing with the middle and I allow our shortstop to move more to the hole so we can cover more of that side. So, I mean, it just, you know, it all depends on the hitter. You know, there's certain hitters that can go line the line and, you know, basically you just got to play them straight up and there's other guys who you can play, you know, to where they mostly go. So, yeah. Yeah, once again, uh, thinking strategically, but over on the offensive side of the ball, are you a fan of small ball, uh, is he bunting, the hit and run, or are you more a believer in getting people on base and letting guys hit? Um, both. I mean, I love I love small ball because you know, it just really shows the beauty of the game and how, you know, if you just do what you need to do, you know, you can easily bring in a run. And, you know, I also love seeing a long ball. You know, there's nothing better than in the home run or – you know, being a part of someone hitting the grand slam, and you know, so that's the one thing about the game is you can you can play both sides and uh, still be you know very effective. Uh, two more questions for Colton Wong. Uh, I read where you said that uh, Jose Altuve reminds you of yourself. I thought that was an interesting comment. Uh huh. Yes, can you yeah, can you I mean, elaborate on just why that is? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the guy. He, 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 he probably. You know, around the same size, but I love, you know, how he goes about his, his business. He plays, you know, bigger than his size, and, you know, he swings not like a small person, just like, you know, I try to, you know, play as well. You know, I, I don't like people to, you know, down me because of my size, and, you know, for me, I feel like, you know, I like to play above my size and, you know, do things that people, that you know, people, you know, sit back and say, wow, this kid can play, no matter, you know, if he's only, you know, 5'8", he can still play, so... You're playing above your size. You are also playing quite a bit above your level for how long you've been in pro ball. So to wrap it up, 
Um, what do you need to do to take those next two steps and to actually be in a Cardinal uniform beyond simply the reps? Uh, just keep maturing. You know, keep maturing and, uh, you know, getting better at my defense. But, uh, you know, the thing that I realized this year is, you know, it's a long season. You know, you're going to have your ups and downs. Um, but as long as you take it the right way, and understand that this game is the failing game. You know, you'll you'll succeed. You know, that's one thing you can you know put your head down after you have you know one or two bad games. You just got to keep pushing through it and uh, keep going. So when you report to spring training, you're basically going to just keep developing. You don't see any specific area of your game that that needs work. Well, I mean, I can work on everything. You know, I can work on becoming a better infielder. I can work on my speed of being faster, still more bases. Uh, strength, you know, to keep my strength throughout the season. You know, there's a lot of things that you can always work on. You can never be satisfied with just, you know, playing how you are. And that's the thing, you know, when I go into the season, I try to make sure that I'm getting better every single day. And, you know, that's that's the one thing. A perfect attitude to have. Colton Wong, um, thank you very much for your time. All right, thank you.